No, I no. Hold on, I think they would have set successful traps. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they would have set a. Um, uh, maybe they would have set a man trap. Uh, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Oh, it was too funny. <sighs> Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Paul. And I'm Chelsea, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. And today we're going to be talking about episode 40, The Man Trap. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard this one, right? <laughs> uh, I love a good conservation episode. Well, that is a grammatically correct sentence. Um, all with the same word, because buffalo is both a noun and a verb and also in the name of a place. Um, and so that is a grammatically complete sentence. Wait, what is it when it's a verb? Uh, it is to, like, fluster someone, something mm-hmm. it's something along those lines yeah it's like oh, to mess with someone so it's to fleece to fleece them as it yes were. i think that's a better mm. synonym mm-hmm. um yeah so it, it roughly breaks down to like the buffalo from buffalo um buffalo is buffalo is from buffalo also buffalo is also plural uh in the same form so you get this one sentence word because you could also do what there's one with dogs but then you do it's like dog 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 or dogs dogs dog dog dogs dog but then you can tell the difference between the plural and the singular. So, buffalo is it's different. It's not as fun. Yeah, it's not as fun. It's not. <laughs> no, really buffalo fun. is superior as a yeah. sentence. Yep. So. I do think buffalo are cool. Uh, but they kind of get it wrong. Well, that's what I mean. They get it wrong in a few places in this episode, right? Americans Ooh. call bison buffalo, even though buffalo are cape they buffalo. They are not the same. Or water buffalo, Correct. neither of which is even remotely endangered. Um, nor are bison, American bison, which is he, what is no. he, he's almost certainly talking about. Um, bison are yes, delicious. but their numbers were fewer mid-century. Sure. Yep. Um, so they made a guess and they kind of got that one wrong, but, um. Per usual, setting up the series in typical fashion. Yep. Yeah, they could have, they could have pulled something that was already gone, right? Um, they could have used the, the dodo. dodo, for instance. The, I didn't know. They, the I was like, kept waiting, they're like carrier pigeon which is correct and and right no 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 i i actually think that the buffalo was was um the proper thing to uh the proper animal to say here as a metaphor for like frontier expansion well but then i mean the the uh, tasmanian tiger the um uh the thylacine is also a much is a very good example of an of an animal who that would have been extinct at that time um i think that it's it works here in that it's a cautionary statement right well, but the buffalo were extinct by this point. Nope, they're not yet. They're no, they, no, they were... bison and buffalo are not the same. Yes. They're not the same creature. Yes, buffalo should have been extinct. When did buffalo go extinct? Um, they never they're have. They're not extinct. There yeah. are Cape buffalo I'm and water buffalo confused. that are indigenous to Africa and well, Asia. Well, no, yeah, but American I mean, the, like frontier are the buff- only yeah, American yeah. American bison are what we call buffalo, but they're bison. I am no, very but they confused. they were but in there are yes, endangerment there were levels less... mid century. There are less than a thousand in the late 1800s. Like, yeah, they were down to saying. very, very low numbers. But mm. um, what they're talking about here are American bison. I'm so confused. Abby, you look really confused. 
<laughs> I am confused. No, it's because, I, it's because we use these terms all over the place and use them my all willy-nilly. Right? Words have meaning. Words have meaning. Do they? They <laughs> do cannot, not. I don't know. And we cannot we descend into anarchy. Time doesn't have meaning anymore. Therefore, words also don't really have yep. meaning anymore. Guys, oh. we just spent like eight minutes talking about, I don't even know. Maybe we should talk about the episode. <laughs> so anyway. We're sorry, listener. We're already in the weeds. It's happened early. We're all losing our minds. It's fine. No, but I, I think, I mean, I, I am poking fun at that they got the buffalo extinction wrong. But um, it is. It is a good point that they were saying like, hey, you know, maybe we should take care of this thing or it will become extinct. Like the trajectory it was on was that it would become extinct. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think that part makes sense. Anyway. Anyway. So we open and we're on the enterprise. Well, Spock is on the enterprise yep. in the captain's chair. Whoa, 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 whoa. We uh, open with bones. Yeah. Don't think they open on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They open on the planet. Do they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guys, first of all, Kirk, Kirk I watched this an hour ago and I can't remember. <laughs> Classic. So first of all, if you watch this episode, you would think this is a bone-centric show, which, by the way, it should have been, I think. Let's, let's just throw this out there. If it were a bone-centric episode, there's not much bones in it I'm going to toss out. That, like, he's in know. it, and he's a plot device, and that he's the one who gets buffaloed, so to speak. Um, <laughs> that was and, clever. Um, but he, like, doesn't... I don't know. You learn that like there was a, a woman he loved once, like. Well, yeah. let's so let's start at the beginning. So you get that in this... like a minute, and then it that's all they ride, you know. No, no, no. You have this first scene, which is a pretty lengthy scene. It's like ten minutes uh, on the planet, Abby. Where mm, uh, I don't think it was ten minutes before the opening credits. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm counting after the credits because okay. they do go to that Spock I, scene and then first, they go back to the. Planet. My first note is, wow, they actually left Spock on the Enterprise. Yeah, they in cut charge. to that for a while. So, like, yeah, if you're saying yeah, the, yeah, they do. I agree. I'd say they're on the planet for a while, but that involves lots of other things too, like cutting back to yes. the ship. Yes, yes. So, um, this like. Uh, uh, opening with the checking up on the scientists which by the way i'm sort of relieved that the federation checks up on its scientists from time to time how many planets yearly have, how many planets <laughs> do they have out there where there's just one or two people on them because that seems a lot that seems incorrect though i don't understand that either yeah, that's I'm like incorrect who, who decided that was who, who puts an outpost with one to two people with two people that no, no. that doesn't seem healthy so, that doesn't seem efficient yeah. i think i I think it would work for a shorter amount of time. The problem is the timeline. Five years is ridiculous. Yeah, and a couple months is reasonable. Even a couple months. Like, it's not like the universe has a shortage of people. You could double the size of that crew with no problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, if this is, if these are research scientists, re- well, research archaeologists, apparently, and, like, they're the only ones interested in this project, I could see how they could get a space grant. And then... Yeah, but then maybe that grant doesn't get funded if they're the only two people in the universe who are interested in this planet. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right? not how Maybe the granting our... agency Paul. says, uh, unimportant. Paul, that's not how uh, <laughs> humanities grants work. I got a giant grant for this summer, which I'm not using. As the only person to go explore, like, the archival papers. Yes, but in a city, not on a remote planet. And there is an archive there that is being maintained because people care about the thing you are studying. Right? Other people. I hope so. (laughs) Not just you. Um, Yeah, it's But nonetheless, I could see how a couple people could, for a short period of time, 
be sequestered somewhere for I think they a could short do period it. of time. I think they could do it on their own, but I don't think it could be sanctioned by the Starfleet, right? By the Federation. Yeah, and they've been there like five years at this yeah, point. Yeah, okay. We're, we're in total agreement that the timeline makes no sense yeah. here. Anyway. Um, yeah, so McCoy's down there for a physical. I guess it's part of their job is to go check on okay. these planets that have one person on them. Right, but if McCoy and Nancy have a history, first of all, why is he the attending physician? Sure. I mean, I guess he wanted to see her, right? It seems like that's a clear... It seems like they left on good terms. Yeah, I think I don't think there is actually like a conflict of interest. It would be a conflict of interest like if he had to perform surgery, yeah. I think. But I think for just like a physical, I think that's acceptable. Yeah. I don't have problems with that. And it's yeah, again, I don't think he's down there like it's someone who wronged him. I think it's they left on good terms. So it's an old yeah, friend. It seems like yeah, it seems like they made different choices at that point in their life, and they separated amicably. And yeah, I mean, Kirk has he's all over. It seems like, but. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, do you think they recorded that voiceover after they decided that this would be the pilot? Which voiceover? Maybe. Uh, Kirk's. Oh, Kirk, like, oh gives yeah, this yeah, introduction. yeah. Kirk's captain's log? Yeah, because yeah, I tried to find it online, like information about that, and I couldn't. But it seems like it would have been had to have been recorded later. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It could have been part of the episode. Like, they'd establish, they established captain's logs pretty soon. Yeah. So I feel like. I feel like that's normal. So McCoy is down here to do something that it seems like their computers could do in a heartbeat. Um, and or maybe a few heartbeats. <laughs> but then he's manually checking tonsillitis and things of that sort. So like, my theory with that like, is that he was on purposefully trying to be annoying. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Yeah, because maybe. like cl- like clearly like that guy's like this isn't part of a physical and Bones is like shut up it is do, now. It, do what I say <laughs> I was yeah. like ah, 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 ah. the question is like how extensive of an exam do they need at all and like why is Kirk well I think the tricorder uh, usually suffices I love it when yeah, yeah. By, I think Bones is an excellent doctor in this episode by the way and I love it when he gets all gruff uh, and he's like you do as I say he only does one medical thing. No, he is... Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was going to let you there hang on that is. one. But... I was waiting for an answer, and that was the one I expected. So what, what, um... He only does one medical thing. But he, he uh, you can count on him to be consistently compassionate. Uh, and I consider that like an, an aspect of doctorism. Until the end, which I think is actually really out of character. But yeah, we'll, let's we'll get to the well, end. You, you, said, you said compassionate, but you just also said that the first thing he was doing was trying to annoy some guy. Yes, he is, but not in a way that in a um, compassionate way that okay. harms him. Um, <laughs> in a way that's hilarious. So what's anyway? Uh, that's just my working theory. What's Darnell down there for, by the way? I think he's I supposed think to he's, be security. Yeah, I think he is too. I think it's pre-red shirts, okay. and they just yeah. that's security. Security on a yeah. In any case, um, so well, I mean that's smart. Um, I would have brought. I would always bring at least. Yeah, I guess that is. I'm yeah, not sure why they that, That's fair. They often don't bring security, and we say why. And then it's a they? hot mess. Yeah. So, um, so, well, even when they bring security, it's a hot mess most of the time. So within like a minute here, we're already exposed to this creature's powers, but also already have some questions about it, right? Because the question yes. is, Agreed. who is Darnell seeing? Um, he said it's a girl he left behind on a planet. No, no, but, no, but no, I guess no. more, more. I guess 
more specifically, like, he is, at the same time, Kirk is seeing an old version of her, and McCoy is seeing a young version of her. Darnell is seeing a totally different person that exists in his mind, too, right? So Kirk is apparently seeing an image that she, like, her regular image, regular image. McCoy is seeing a different projected image, and then Darnell is seeing a completely different one. So that's, so like, the, pretty guys, powerful. Huge question beyond this. Here is the only scene in which she, like, projects images. Elsewhere, she has to, like, physically turn Assume into the that image, creature. Yeah. So what's up with that? If well, she can just project the image, why is she switching forms? Well, it seems like, yeah. It seems like they kind of play around with that. And maybe it's just camera work later to say, oh, now she has shifted. You know how sometimes, like, a character, uh, boy, why is it the first example I could think of? Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, where they, like, <laughs> look in a mirror and they see their younger selves, even though the camera is showing them as their older selves. Right, um, right. So more of a camera play for the viewer than of the actual physicality of it. But in any case... I guess. I thought it was really good. In any case, she's, like, Still... a fully psychic shapeshifter that is maybe mm-hmm. shapeshifting physically but maybe also shapeshifting mentally. mentally that is changing right. their perception of what they're seeing in the world selectively by person mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is crazy terrifying yeah, yeah. that's amazing that's an amazing power yeah like even when we get shapeshifters in other series so like ds9 is the classic example with odo like right. um they have shapeshifters in that and there's a point in the series where like one shapeshifter is maybe in the Alpha Quadrant somewhere. And they're like, hold on, everything has to stop because... Yeah. <laughs> we have like, to become a military um, state. Yeah, like, this could destroy the Alpha Quadrant. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a seemingly more powerful shapeshifter. So Yeah, although, to be fair, in DS9, I think they have, they have different intentions. This creature True. only wants salt. Yeah, pretty much. Right? Right? Which, which, also, I have a question about. <laughs> yes. So... How much salt is enough salt? <laughs> I know. Because, yeah, like... how is it getting other minerals and things? Because, you know, it needs more than that. Presumably. Was the whole well, but... planet just salt before? Well, that was kind of the thing. It's like, was how much... They, the creature kills so many people for salt and still has some of the salt pellets and whatever. Yeah. Like, how much salt is enough? Because it kind of seems like it's killing people like uncontrollably a little bit like like it's right. like i need the salt must kill for salt yeah i mean let's, but like let's toss out there how that, much salt is enough salt like humans are not a great resource if you're just mining salt um yeah. no it's like, very little salt right i mean we have i mean we have a decent amount uh, i mean our base salinity right is non-zero but um it's not i mean I also would it kill you to lose all your salt or would it just like yeah, make there's you there's a lot of biology here i had that question Um, as well because they're they're specifically talking about uh sodium chloride here too um not just salts in general because salts in general would make a lot more sense and we have tons of salts that are very very critical for our our staying alive our electrical impulses sent between cells Uh, 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 uh. Uh, oh nice um but (laughs) yeah the question of how much what staying alive the Bee Gees? No. Oh, I get it now. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> um, Sorry, okay. The, um, it's early in the morning. Yeah, I don't know how much. I, I, I meant to look up just <laughs> biologically how much free um, like sodium chloride we have and not just like elemental uh, ionic sodium or things of that did, sort. Did you look it up? 
I didn't look it up. I, I started looking it up, and it's like, well, I guess we have some, and it's used for some stuff, but, you know, that's not the only free salt we have in our bodies. Um, so while it's important, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's not an easy Google search to say, if you don't have sodium chloride in your body, would you die? Um, that's a complex <laughs> yeah. Google search that is a bit beyond well, my... A, a, I, I do like the makeup on the dead people. I'm a sure. big fan of those suction things. I also like the look of that seed. Oh, the yep, the yep. Seed. The one that he yeah, eats. Yeah, the seed he's supposedly gonna eat or did eat to die. Oh yeah, that was well it was also when, when they got there and Kirk was like, You should pick her some flowers and I'm like, like that grass that you're handing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, but I will say, Abby, building on that, that uh for the the pilot episode the Kirk Bones relationship is like spot on. They're banned oh, yeah. here. This... Like it's like they've known each other for yeah. years. I think it's a it's a credit to DeForest Kelly and William Shatner, right? I are, agree. They're great here. Mm-hmm. Um, though their banter is a little dated to, to be charitable. Well, um, I mean, it's still the sixties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's I mean, still track. I mean, we could say there's casual casual sexism throughout this pretty. Well, uh. I, when we Pretty. get to the to the feminism point, let me know because I have a whole paragraph. <laughs> um, all right. Um, yeah, so they're on the planet, right? Um, it is also the case, like if this this creature is intelligent, this creature is like is intelligent. Yeah. Um, oh, well, they make a why they, they make the point to talk about that later. Why has it stranded itself on a planet with one only only one human? And no signs of water or, you know, seas or, like, Oh, I thought Goa. that was its Yeah, that was planet. its home planet. Yeah, but and it, just, it recognizes that, like, ships come by and it could hop a ride to, like, a water planet and then just, like, live by the coast and live forever. Or I don't know. Well, maybe a star base can... with salt or, like, a salt mine. So my theory is that uh, it's, like, basically out of its mind with hunger. Which Abby speaks to also your earlier point about how much salt yeah, does it guess. need. That it's been like kind, of, kind of, not in like hibernation, but kind of like living with the bare minimum for so long. And to the monster's credit, it does keep that guy alive, Nancy's sure. husband. Which I, also why? I'm yeah. not. I think because perhaps it was trying to use him as a way out. Yeah, or that they re- it recognizes mm-hmm. that like if he's dead, that it's not. They're not going to keep the colony there, right? There's a lot of these that like. Yeah, I'm not totally sure what its plan is. But my theory would be that it's just, like, out of its mind with hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's confusing. Yeah, so they... I mean, there is a scene with Spock on the bridge. With Uhura yes. making me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, the content of her her speech is very It's. I mean, and you could ta- you could say, like, well, they've just sort of gender flip the roles of conversations that go on in Trek all the time, in the 60s all the time, which are also <laughs> troubling. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's, not... it's troubling for the same reason. Like, if it were gender flipped, it would be the same, I'd say yeah. the same comment. Yeah. And also, furthermore, there's this overtone of xenophobia, which I think also um, yeah, that's fair. makes it doubly disturbing. So it's not yeah. just the sexism, but it's the xenophobia, which, so, I don't know, like, metaphor for racism as well yeah so i think in the 60s you maybe could have made the case because all the things right because there is all this other casual sexism that goes on in the show um that you could say well here's it flipped on its head a little but i don't know i guess we're 40 years past that or whatever yeah i'm really glad they didn't keep this aspect of her personality 
Yeah. And I'm wondering if is if this like sort of banter is what like the idea for the her and Spock's relationship in the reboots is. Sure that they like watched literally one episode of Star Trek and said, <laughs> <laughs> and said hey, I think we got it. <laughs> got it in one. This is it. Actually, you know, guys, if they did make the reboots, this would be a logical episode, wouldn't it? Sure. For um, them to have watched. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, they're going to do that prequel series with sure. Mark and Spock, so. Uh, Strange New Worlds. Yeah. I am 100% looking forward to that. Um, so they get the guy up to the bridge. Oh, and here's where McCoy gets another chance to be a doctor. Uh, and he says, there's absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with him. If I didn't know better, I'd expect him to just stand up and walk away. It's like, well, his lungs um, and heart and other organs and, you know. Are done. Are, probably those yeah. aren't working, so um, I bet he that would prohibit him from standing up and walking away. Like, well, but the point, his point is that there's like no, there's no marks. There's no like disease. There's nothing obvious here. It's like everything just stopped working, which I think makes sense. And then he doesn't think to check for lack of salt because why would you? I mean, he had the, the like scars on his face, right? Or whatever those are. That's like something yeah, but happened. It, but it doesn't appear to be connected to anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It expect, checks out. I mean, I guess we're not going to... I don't want to get into how this creature is trying to do this, but it seems like the creature would have to be trying to get salt out of the blood, right? Like, it's not getting it from all the cells. Like, it's not pulling it from the cells in your toes without draining you of liquid, too. No, um, and it's doing it through the face, face, through its, like, sucker tube somehow. Yeah, so, I mean, you would expect that it's getting... It's, like, pulling blood out through the skin or something, Right, there would be a lot of hemorrhaging here that would be. But somehow it detectable. seems like it's not pulling out the blood, right? Because they're not like drained. Yeah. So like, so it's somehow pulling out just like the the solid salt. Okay, it doesn't make sense. We gotta let that go. <laughs> yeah, the guys. potentially <laughs> the potentially dissolved salts, right? This is the trick too. Yeah, we we, we like, gotta we gotta let it go. We don't but, just have um, an organ that's full of like a Morton salt shaker in us, you know. <laughs> but that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i mean lots of notes about salt salt <laughs> um, so much salt <laughs> well well let's get back to the ship um first of all can we can we jump to the scene i think it's it might be the next scene with sulu as a botanist yeah right that was so great <laughs> and it's weird i loved it too the hand puppet yeah that plant is great i loved that plant Okay, can we just have botany in every episode? I'm so sad it never comes back. I'm so sad that Sulu's weird plant hobby never returns because yeah. it was awesome and I loved it. I know. Yeah. Why isn't he wearing blue though? He sh- well, because they don't have the colors sorted out. Well, he's still the helmsman later. It's like his hobby yeah. or something. Like, oh, is that what he's... that was supposed to be? I think so because they he. At the end of the episode, Kirk asks him to like set the course and stuff. So he's still the helmsman, oh, but like his M-G. like his hobby yeah. is yeah. is plants. So she's she's bringing him food, but um, I it, like it seems she's eating the food along the way, right? I thought she was taking yeah. a, a, a tray of food to like her quarters. That's what I thought. Um, but no, but she's just snacking on it. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't her And then plant... she gets mad at what's his face for trying to eat this stuff. He's like, what? she's like, what are you doing? You can't eat this. This is for somebody else. And then she eats Yeah, it's it. like also, you know, if it just wants a I little bit of Brad. salt, like whatever. 
Oh. I think the the alien's plan should have been to find the uh the kitchen, yeah. Like first thing. Go to the yeah. kitchen, uh, kill uh, the person prepping food, and then impersonate that person, right? And then just sit yeah. in the back, gorging yourself on salt. Yeah. Like, and then be like, this... uh, "We're out of salt. We need to stop at a starbase." Yeah, the, their <laughs> planet, the planning of this creature is not great. It also, <laughs> why it doesn't yeah. talk when it's green is also confusing because it talks as everyone else, but as green, it just kind of like stumbles around. Oh, my theory again was that it was so out of its mind with hunger. He does talk. He talks on the planet surface. Yeah, it does. And once he's on but the then, ship, sorry. Yeah, once, once he's on, on the ship, ship that it, that like the alien's so out of its mind with hunger. And like the seeing the salt, like just drives it further into so its, much like, salt. state. I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of is that it's like basically becoming deranged. Does it get salt before it runs into Uhura? Because I don't think it does, right? No. But and then it's it, getting hungrier and hungrier. But then it's it, seeing the salt. But then it's talking in Sohili, right? So it also knows it could pick up a language immediately by contacting and not. Yeah, so it could pull languages out of your brain. Well, it was saying, like, you were thinking of someone mm-hmm. like me. So it's, it's apparently, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's fully psychic, right? Um, yeah. It's a crazy powers. Yeah. So... Powers that don't make a lot of sense. We also... Speaking of botany as a room we never see again, I don't think we ever see McCoy's quarters again. We do not. Hmm. This is the only time we see McCoy's quarters. I also have questions about how he stores his books. What the what? I Wait, I didn't notice like, this at all. Tell me. They're like on their sides. It is so <laughs> weird. Space books. <laughs> yes, yeah, space books, I mean, <laughs> I guess, but it was so weird. It was. They're like on their edges. It's... it's Oh, I don't care for it. That's I don't space care storage. For it. Space storage. Oh, <laughs> it it was it was so weird. It was so, it was so distracting. I noticed it multiple times. Okay, I didn't even. Okay, library archivists beware. <laughs> oh, like, it's so. Oh, it's like people who organize their books by color. I just can't. Oh, I organize my books by size. Oh, I there is <laughs> there is a point where that is acceptable. But it just kind of depends on how far you... Because, t- like, my coffee table size books are, like, separated from yeah, my normal I mean, books. But, like, I don't separate, like, my math market from my trade paper from my hardbacks. Like, that's insane. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's different levels of sorting. it. It's like sorting an Excel worksheet where you'd sort A, then B, then C, and you'd have to know the order to sort them in. But, yes, I agree with you, Well, Abby. I don't know how to work Microsoft Excel. That's very convenient. <laughs> you right-click <laughs> on a column. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's how yeah. Google does it. Uh no, you would go up into the home bar and it's over on the left, right? Very, but. very confusing. Anyway. Well, back to Bones' sleeping quarters. How many weird books. sleeping pills slash sleep like slash little red candies slash does, red hot <laughs> does Bones have? Like, that is enough a sleeping lot. pills. That was a, jar, yeah. that was a like, lot of sleeping pills. Put out an elephant. Like, does he never sleep? <laughs> like, I mean, once you, there, well, it's like addictive, right? Like, once yeah. you start taking sleep medication, it's hard to get off of it. <laughs> he has a crazy note. Okay, and do we want to go to like Bones's? Are we at this part in the episode yet? Bones's uh, very tenuous ethics. Well, he always has tenuous. <laughs> Which time? You're gonna have to well, do I'm more thinking on of in scene. particular with the lady where he is kind of a slur. Just saying, where she's like, "Hey, let's get together," and he's like. Oh, your husband. But your husband. And she's, and she's like, like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I don't like him anymore. And he's like, well, yeah, okay, let's do it. Like, that seems fine. I'm just like, what? <laughs> this checks out. <laughs> it 
does not. This episode does not speak very highly to Bones's character in that regard. I thought, yeah. Like, we have yet to see have a scene where it speaks highly to his character in this episode. Um, no, that's not true. I he uh, I I don't think that's true. He goes to the planet. He's like that guy annoys the crap out of him. He's rude to him. He threatens him, and he does his job and he performs the medical exam anyway. That's extensive. Because- he goes further than his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but honestly, like he's a professional. Boy, it he, reminds that's me. That's what I mean. Boy, I'm pulling all these pulling all these random references. Um, there's a, the episode of Friends where Joey poses at a doctor for uh, to get information for Phoebe from a that. guy in a hospital. Right, that's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> he's going in as Dr. Drake Romano. <laughs> I love Dr. Drake Romano. But no, I, I mean... Isn't I, it Ramore? Dr. Drake Romore? Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say my friend's knowledge is... No, like, Abby will look it up. Yeah, it's Ramore. Ramore, okay. <laughs> what did I say? Romero? Romero. It's okay. Like John Romero, it, I suppose. It does not matter. <laughs> it does not matter. But, to, but he also has those great scenes with uh with Kirk those nice interactions with him he also uh is the only one who seems to have any second thoughts about harming the creature at the end uh yeah but they're not i don't think they're he rational. doesn't have second thoughts about harming the creature because the creature is the is bones when they have that conversation oh yeah so that's of right he has that's second right. thoughts about harming he's like the no no <laughs> they're like maybe we should kill the creature it. and the creature's like um maybe maybe we maybe should maybe we should maybe we should, just <laughs> maybe talk we to should it. let it's, it go no, it's just trying maybe, to I'm not talking about maybe that. we should I'm give it salt talking about the very end guys i know what you're talking about wrong thing <laughs> maybe maybe everyone should have some salt while we calm down <laughs> i think you have my stapler <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of that scene this is why scenes like that don't really work in a pilot. You yes. don't really know Bones. Yes. And so if you know Bones, like we know Bones, he does seem quite off in that conference scene. But if you don't know Bones, how would you know he's off? Yes. Well, but I think they show, but they show that they show the audience though that it's not Bones. So I think right. that's actually okay. Like because it, because it works out because we don't we know that it's not Bones. The audience, even with this, yeah, they do. as a pilot episode, they know it's not. It's short so. enough. But that I, I agree with yeah. you, Chelsea. It's risky to do that in an early episode. TNG does it a few times in like the first five episodes. And it is like, it is yeah. really rough because you don't know the characters yet. Um, and they do it well, for like most of episodes, which is... And furthermore, <laughs> DeForest Kelly is, the I think, one of the most subtle actors in... True. The series, his acting choices are very small, so you have to like kind of pay attention um, to get them. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Yeah, there are a lot of other characters. He's not Shatner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Shat, but I mean, and Nimoy too. Which um, happens in other episodes, right? The one where mm-hmm. with Mira Kirk and Kirk too, right? Both of those have these episodes where Kirk plays very, very different sides of himself. Right, um, or the naked time where Spock. Uh, which we haven't talked about yep. yet, but where Spock like becomes a totally different person. Yep. Um, um, yeah. So I think it is a funny scene though, because as as we just poked fun at, the creature is sitting there saying like, uh, "Yeah, let's not hurt us." I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's a really sad scene actually, because this creature is just sitting there, and, and it's like, you know, I am intelligent. I am like this living being, and I just want to be fed. I just want to live my life. It's a lot like the Horda. 
It's yeah. trash. Well, but it's but it doesn't try to do anything to mitigate its circumstances. It just keeps killing people yeah. instead of being like, all right, here's the thing, you guys. I need some friggin' salt, but I'm not gonna ask you for salt, even though I totally could. I'm just going to kill people for it. So again, my theory would be that it's just like out of its mind. Well, and they say they like set salt traps in the hallways and stuff. And at a certain point, like if it, if it does understand their mindset, if it understands them, um, it should recognize that like they're, they probably set this in a way that is humane, right? They've set this in a way that is, they're not trying to catch it and kill it. If they catch it. Yeah, they're it, trying to catch it. If they catch yeah. it, like, it is going to be the case that they, um, that they probably put it in the brig or something, but then they keep I it alive. So. They give it salt. Um, I and think so. I think it, it. it just must not understand that. Yeah. But so. which doesn't make sense with how they're playing it because, because they're making it talk for itself basically as McCoy. Because the way, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm confused by it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. It's true. Do we want to jump to the end there? Um, I think we're pretty sure. close to it, right? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I... wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, sorry. if if the end is when they go and confront Crater, is that what you're talking about? Oh, I guess we haven't talked about Crater very much at all, have we? Yeah, no, because we I haven't. think that scene he's, is odd. He's the hashtag worst. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I hate him so much. Spock and Kirk go down to confront him, and he attacks them. Doesn't um, make any which, sense. He's a terrible archaeologist because I'm sorry, an archaeologist would not destroy ruins just sure. because he's like self-protective. Like that's insane well, to me. It's absolutely insane. So I was wondering if the creature had some sort of mind control on him. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So I he's acting he's on just... his own. Yeah, oh yeah, I, think I definitely that's at think least so. The implication. But okay. the question is, what is his motivation? I have some guesses. I have like, no idea. Like. Yeah. I think he's been alone on a planet for five years and his wife died and the creature like became his wife. I think he's emotionally compromised. Well, he's emotionally compromised, but the trick is like, he's not trying to protect the creature for his own sake. Like he doesn't want the creature to right. stay there because the right, creature's right. not there right now. Um, the only thing he could be reasonably doing, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is what the writer was intending, but he he's trying to get them to leave thinking that the creature is still there with him so that they don't look on the ship any harder so that the creature could just go somewhere in the universe. Right. That's, I think that's the only route oh. you can take. I, I thought he that. was trying to get them to leave. I think he was trying to get them to leave to be like, so that they didn't look into it that hard. They didn't find out about the creature and they didn't try to take the creature away. But the creature was already anything. on the ship at that point. It wasn't on the but planet. Did he, know that? did he know that though? I don't know that he knew it was on the planet yet or on the ship yet. He knew that they left, right? Well, he knew that Green left, and the but he didn't. I don't think he knew Green was well. Was but in the, the or Nancy, whatever. Her when they're having a conversation, they they make that point of like you could tell you could tell it regardless yes. of form or whatever. So he would have but, known. But they left. They left without him seeing them. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think he knew. I thought. I think he thought that the creature was still on the planet with him at that point, and it was trying to get them to leave so that nobody else would be killed. Okay. And they would just leave him alone. That was my interpretation. But I have yeah. other questions. Wouldn't he need other supplies besides salt? Yeah. He said they were set for supplies, though. Did he, he said, like, does he have a replicator there? Sure. In which case, why isn't he just replicating salt? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's one of those things you can't replicate because it's a mineral? 
Because aren't there things? There's things you can't replicate, right? There's yeah, rules. they put rules in place when it would be convenient when it suits to be able them. to replicate something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. But I didn't think you could replicate that. I don't know. Uh, in don't that know. case, his plan is very poor, Abby. If it, yeah, bless you. If what is... you're saying is true, because he wants to be essentially stranded. With just like supplies, with this well, like ravenous creature. That's why I think it's psychological. Like a I Stockholm syndrome thing. Yeah, I think it's Stockholm Got syndrome. It. I really do. That's that's kind of my interpretation. Of yeah, it. but okay, that think, would make more sense. I mean, this creature isn't hurting him. I, I mean, at right. Least not, that's why but, it's kind of Stockholmy. Yeah, right. Until um, it kills him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Until it's too late. Yeah. Surprise. So, yeah, it's a good question of like what his his motivation, what is the creature's motivation, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's um, not completely clear. Oh, um, the phaser effect when they shoot him, both the speeding up and slowing down, but then also the sound effect when he gets hit by the fa- phaser blast that is like a bullet ricochet, right? <laughs> like from an old Western. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it it's goes crazy. like, bing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very weird sound effect. Um, I'm glad they fixed that. <laughs> um, and then, like, why did his voice change for a minute? Right, that was yeah. weird, too. Oh, was that the effect of the phaser? Yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know what it was that. supposed to be? I'm glad they got rid of that, Got too. rid of that one, too, yeah. And that stun knocks you out instead of, like, slows you down in the future, which makes a lot more sense. Well, I mean, it would make sense that there's a setting on a phaser that is, like, essentially just, like, punch them really hard in the chest, which would, like, knock you back, knock the wind out of you, and kind of stun you for a second. That would still have a use as a phaser setting. Yeah, but it... Yeah, they do get rid of that. Yeah, so... Um... It is well, a, he dies. Well, later, but he talks about the buffalo He, he dies later. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a question of why they're... I mean, it's... Not a big question, but it is questionable that they're always finding the last of a species because they find the last of like what <laughs> a, a lot dozen of species. species. <laughs> That's a good the point. Um, they're very good at finding last species and very bad at conserving. Conserving, yeah, they do need to take a class <laughs> on conservation. <laughs> just, yeah, they don't seem to understand how that works. Yeah, once well, he's like why. the last of it, they should be like, "Oh, cool, let's try to save it or something." Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, Bones seems to... He knows his solution is wrong, right? He asks for, like, the Lord's forgiveness as, like, he does Well, but he does that. He does that because... He think he still kind of thinks it think of his thinks of it as Nancy. He doesn't ask he doesn't ask for forgiveness because he's killing the last of a species. No, he's he because, doesn't care about that. He still kind of he, thinks it's he will Nancy. not shoot it while it has Nancy's form. He's gonna let Kirk right. die and not shoot Correct. Nancy. The no, only reason I, he shoots is no. because it transforms into a, a ugly alien. I mean to go no, to the xenophobia okay. point earlier. I think that yeah. Yes, that might be true, but I I think that point is up for interpretation. I think he's asking for forgiveness because he thinks it's wrong to kill, and that's an aspect of good doctrine. Number one, do no harm, mm, and he doesn't. That think might it's right. I might be more I may be more inclined to think of it as that with him not wanting to kill something in general. Yeah, however, of course, I think his real his real issue is the fact that it looks like yes. his former and lover. he also like, that is what he is also killing Kirk. It, it's a trolley problem. I mean, it's a trolley problem. Uh, he could pull the switch and kill the creature or not pull the switch and kill Kirk, right? It's a trolley problem. So, yeah. um, Right, but my point is I don't think he wants to kill at all. 
Yeah, and, and the people who no approach the trolley solution. problem that way are ridiculous. <laughs> they kill people by not pulling anything, right? It's, it's yeah, the only way to play is not to play the game. It's not a correct solution to the trolley problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they, they had other solutions. Like, they haven't even tried to stun the creature yet, right? Yes, exactly. Um, although Spock does. Spock tries to beat the hell out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way. This isn't Nancy. This isn't Nancy. I <laughs> think that that counts as Spock showing emotion, by the way. He's we'll talk about definitely <laughs> angry. He's definitely angry at McCoy for not recognizing that he could just because McCoy's response is like, "Don't punch Nancy." <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh, not her. But that's you, idiot. <laughs> but that's a major theme of the episode. Which yes, I guess we, we can. Yeah, I mean, talk it's, about when we get there. I also think, and again, this is early. This is early sci-fi. So, but I think the much more interesting t- play with this story is the, you know, John Carpenter's thing, the psychological thriller of this, which they don't touch on at all. Um, yeah. That the the sort of oh, it could be you. Oh, it could be you. Oh, it could be any of us. Like getting in a right. room with three of them with phasers, each pointing at each other. I, I think is a much more interesting thriller aspect of this there's not much suspense in this right because the the um viewer is always in on it um yeah and if there was one of these where the viewer was also confused for a while of who it was you could build a lot more suspense but but it's also a 50 minute episode of television in the 60s exactly well and i think for (laughs) the 60s this monster alone was terrifying Oh, I still think it's kind of creepy, oh, yeah. and it's, you know, yeah. 2020. I mean, um, without any of that, like, without I think the anything creature going pretty deeper. Great. I, I just think that yeah. they should dwell a little more on the question. When they're at that table, and they're like, it could be any of us. And they're like, yep, moving on. Um, they could, like, <laughs> pan. They could take the five-second pan around the table and then, like, stop at McCoy having shifty eyes or something, you know? Like, yeah. they could wink mm-hmm. at that a little harder, but. Mm, whatever. Can we yeah, talk about feminism sure. or do a, femi- a brief feminist reading so Always. guys this is not a great episode for women it i'm sorry there are very as much as i love tos there are very few episodes that are good episodes for women. <laughs> yeah exactly but this is an especially bad one first of all we have two like of these like quasi clingy women yuhura and nancy attaching themselves to these powerful emotionally unavailable men uh, my favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> there is outright sexual harassment. I'm thinking of Rand specifically. Oh yeah, always and forever. Yeah. There, Rand doesn't have. There is no episode where poor Rand is not, not sexually, sexually harassed. harassed. No, no wonder she's off the show fast. So okay, there's the women as like the servers. Uh, sort of metaphor, which I again is bad. But then there's the most disturbing of all, which is a recurring theme throughout the series of the evil seductress, like the uh, evil woman, uh, who, the like, like this song, Eve, yeah. like metaphor. And I just hate even the name of the episode, Eve right? Metaphor. Even yeah, the name the of the man episode. Trap. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It just uh-huh. is so disturbing. The dangers of the seductive woman. Yeah, I mean, to Abby's point, though. Um, I don't think we've even talked about it because it's so far afield, but like, I don't, is there any episode of TOS that ever passes the Bechdel test? Like, 
I don't think like, so. We haven't brought it up because no. it's it's not even worth we bringing up in TOS. We would have to think TOS. about that. Um, I don't think it's happened in any episode we've gotten to yet. So, I mean. Guys, I it's more disturbing think. than that. I'm not sure if there's any episode, like, like how many episodes there are throughout any series. Yeah, like, think, TNG, like, Voyager. like TNG, it happens every once in a while. There's enough does, female, yeah, there's TNG, enough female it does characters. Happen. Well, um, so in TNG, it would have to be Troy and the um, Troy and Crusher, and Beverly. Crusher. Um, Troy and Crusher. Troy and Crusher have yeah. plenty of conversations yeah. that are, do not revolve yes. around men. They have um, some that do. However, they yes. do talk about other things. And later in the series, right, there's a lot of other... Um, O'Brien's wife, uh, Kiko. Um, Kiko. There yeah. is... Um, there's a lot of, like, guests that Kiko, show up. Kiko, there's... What's, um, her, what's, what's, the, um, what's the Bajoran? Oh, um... What's her name? I forget. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, who then is on... Uh, who then get, beca- be, joins the McKee. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, can't What is her name? name? Yeah, I can picture her. I don't know. It's going to drive She's me nuts. She's a great character. Um, <laughs> yeah, she is. I really like her, but yeah. But yeah. my gosh, when my point is, I, I think that there are, throughout Star Trek, yes. more episodes that are not Bechdel testing episodes than Bechdel. Yes. Well, well, and some sure. series are much better. Like television history. Look, <laughs> once you're on Voyager, right? Once you have Janeway... Then there's a lot more opportunities yeah. for it. Once you're on Deep Space Nine and you have Kira yeah, but and honestly, you have we, even with Janeway, who's besides well, one seven of nine gets there. Yeah, I think yes. there are a lot. And they have but a lot when of it's well, her and Balana. Cass, yep, Balana's there too. Yep. Yeah, and, but honestly, they don't have a lot of conversations. And there's the um the who's her the short blonde one, Kess. whose name Kess. Yes. Thank you, Kess. Yeah, but like, but they honestly they don't have a lot of conversations. It's a lot of Janeway talking to like Chakotay. Sure. Yes. But it's still, it's better than this. Is and like, Kes, better than Kes this. talking to Neelix. It's better than this. Yes, it is better than this. But my point is, this is, I think, for TOS, an especially disturbing episode yes. from a That's feminist right. reading. It's kind of tempting, if I had like no other essays to write, to just go, th- <laughs> go through and write essays on TOS from a feminist perspective. But honestly, I don't even know that it would be worth the amount of criticism. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of low-hanging fruit, right? <laughs> yeah. um, well, I do think you could do some really interesting sort of subtle reads, but it would it would just be, like, never-ending. I think it speaks a lot to the culture of the 60s, right? It speaks a lot to yeah, the culture of the 60s. And culture in general and patriarchy. Yes. Mm, curses. Yep. Uh, yeah. Guys, do you like when in this episode the logs provide plot information? I think I had those thoughts and I couldn't decide when it has like kind of the effect that Kirk is writing. Like a narrator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, I don't know that I do like it. (laughs) I I noticed it being different, but I think I was really indifferent to it. Because I didn't like it either, but I wanted I was wondering what you guys thought. Yeah. I yeah, it didn't it only distracted me, I think, like twice, but both times I was like, I don't care for this. I think it's a plot <laughs> like, device done well. It can provide information that would take longer to get to the the viewer otherwise. But Yeah, but then there's the whole rule of show don't tell. Yeah. So it's it, it, there's yeah, I But there's also the rule I'm of not... this is a fifty minute episode, so Right. Yeah. Right. Guys, so, can we turn up Oh sorry. I was no, gonna, go just gonna say about costume corner. Did anyone else like her space safari outfit? <laughs> I think costumes and sets are done well here. Yeah, I agree. They're fine. I really like the design of the creature. Like, I think it's sure. a cool design. Yeah, I do too. And it and we see it again. We see it as taxidermy mm-hmm. in Squire of Gothos. I love that. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
Um, so the he head, was right? there hunting all of them. And no, the whole thing. <laughs> oh, it's, it's in like in a thing. case. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's like a bear. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking to how powerful, um, what was his name? Uh, um, yeah. Trelane, powerful Trelane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he just goes around the universe hunting powerful creatures, and yeah. <laughs> that's fair for for like fun, like they're bugs. Yeah, but I mean, presumably didn't kill the last of the species, like the crew of the Enterprise. Yeah, presumably that yeah. was old. That's what the Enterprise's job is. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's their whole but thing. I think you're right, guys. I also kind of liked um, all these scenes um, with like Rand and Sulu, like the. Uh, I'm thinking of it because uh, one of the new shows coming out on CBS is going to be Lower Ducks. Yes. And it, it kind of reminded me of like what that show might be like. It's going to be like, have you either of you read Red Shirts by yeah, John Scalzi? I have mixed feelings on Red Shirts. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I would have <laughs> guessed I would have guessed that you would. I think the first third, right? It's a, it's a book in three that, codas. I don't know, I don't know what that sounds. means either. No, no. I, I think that it's, it's a very, it's like three levels of meta on like on literary and and writing and like it's it's yeah it's i heartily it's like fanfic for a a literature um, like if you're in the literature field or right in any case i think the the premise of it and the first third of the book right it's in three codas i think the first coda is very good i think the second coda is okay and i think the third coda is just like so overindulgent um that it's i really like that book <laughs> yeah, i think I, I think it's an I'm interesting it book up. it's an interesting book and an interesting premise you should, i just think that it's one of those where like it's crab people by the end of it right it's crab people i mean yeah but it's so and i like i, I mean I crab people's it. a fun ending to an episode but like <laughs> it's crab people so i think you have to go in knowing that it's it's anyway, it's an interesting book, and I would still recommend it. I just I think I personally don't. Like I might shirts. look for this book now. It's a yeah. It's a. It's fun. It's fun. Are we ready to talk about how powerful this creature is? No, because we got to do the messages, Paul. Oh, didn't we? I thought you just did them. No, <laughs> I only did one of the messages. Abby, do you have anything else before I go there? Oh um, no, we don't. Okay, all right. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Uh, it's a straightforward conservation allegory. Oh yeah, like, definitely, definitely. Obviously, yeah. to what extent are humans responsible for like uh, conserving animals, even if they're dangerous to us? Yeah, and, and I think in that, that regard, metaphor. Um, I mean, that's not even a, a subtext. That's no. just text. That's just text. <laughs> no, but I, and I think I, I joked again that they they guessed wrong on the buffalo, but that's why I think it was a useful to not pull like a dodo or a thalassine uh, or a, like. Um, that's already extinct to pull something and say hey look if we don't do anything three centuries from right. now this thing that is now alive could be dead um, right and so we are like kind of uh manipulate the reader is manipulated to empathize with the monster to some extent especially at its death i think yeah um, and when the monster is arguing that it's intelligent just trying to survive like you feel really bad but I mean, the fact remains that uh, the species is made extinct at the hands of a Starfleet officer. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. What do you think? Uh, sorry, I have a note here that I didn't see before. What do you think Picard would have done with that creature? Well, Picard would have saved it. I tried to talk. That's to what it. I it's... think too. Yeah, he would have talked to it, and he would have he would have succeeded in like figuring out who it was gonna be. And here's the trick: Picard had Crusher, not McCoy. 
So true. Crusher would have handled it. Yeah, she would have. <laughs> I think I think they would have the set bones a trap. Is a weak. They did set traps, and the creature was like, "No, hmm. I no, hold on. I think they would have set successful traps. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they would have set a. Um, uh, maybe they would have set a man trap. Uh, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was too funny. This is I. This creature is definitely above all the humans on the list, right? And like. Yes. So are, are we totally. in alien powers? I think so. I think so. Yeah, um, I think we've gotten to that point. So it's we've, either we've... up there with things like... Yeah, I think it's kind of above things like the plants and... Yeah, I agree. It reminds Kalos, me a lot right? of the Horta. Yeah, it reminds me of Kalos in, in a sense too, right? Because, I mean, Kalos wasn't psychic though, and Kalos couldn't change its form. Right. Um like to and it does manage to kill quite a few people (laughs) yeah um i might put it up near like the companion wow yeah maybe in superhumans yeah it reminds me a lot of the companion yeah parman's kind of getting pushed down that list but maybe yeah but parman was also only powerful because he had plants that's true that's true this thing needs salt (laughs) i suppose but yeah, I guess, um, but still, it seems to be okay, even with limited salt. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, the companion for metamorphosis, yeah. Huh. It reminds me a lot of the companion. I would put it I would put it near the companion. I don't think it's quite up to, like, Sylvia and Apollo. Yeah, definitely not Apollo. Because that is... No, yeah. No, but I, I would say... Either above or below the companion. That's my that's <laughs> yeah, my vote. Sylvia could shapeshift, but it was in that dumb where where she was like, "Do you like this different way I style my hair?" <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Well, Sylvia also though, like she can destroy the ship. Yeah, she was an extra galactic creature too. So right, which is which is why I'm, I'm which is why I think we need to decide whether it's stronger or weaker than the companion. I might say stronger because it murders so many people. Yeah. And the way the companion ends. Wait. Okay, I'm getting conf- I'm confusing myself. So I I think I'm thinking of Larissa too, or Lucira. Sorry, I'm from La- that which survives. Metamorphosis is the one where the cloud creature who's like they find with the guy who invented. Um, uh, Wait, isn't that Lucira? No, that's the companion. That's the companion, is the cloud. That's the companion. Okay, okay, okay. Losira is the one that they find on the planet alone. So it reminds me a lot of Losira, too. Right? That is the computer projection. Yeah, she's the yeah. projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's I think it's stronger than her. Yeah, I agree. Although I boy. I still I think I put it above the companion. I think I do. Chelsea? Uh that seems fine. Yeah, I'm kinda I, I would agree. I'll agree. I'm not sure where, so I like it. Okay. Cool. Are we just calling it Nancy? It's Nancy. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fine. Nancy creature. Whatever. All right. Are we going to talk about bingo now? Because there were a surprisingly yes. large amount of cliches for this early of an episode. For I this early. Yeah. They but like, it was also said three to beam up. So. They did. <gasps> 
did. They, they did? did. How did I not notice this again? I don't know. <laughs> but they they said it was funny because early in the episode they said three beaming up, and I was like, oh, so close. But and then, then later. later on, Kirk is like three to beam up, and I was like, yes. That means we win <laughs> automatically. No, it means we win that game, which is a separate game than Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not episode. accept that. It's only the second. It's only the second episode. So yeah, we win a, a much. We actually we win a game that has about the same win rate as Bingo. So that's that, that's very true. Right now, um, it has a higher okay. win rate than Bingo. So I did. I have a I had. Okay, yeah, I had two clarifiers. Um, so at one point, McCoy says dead jim he didn't say he's dead jim but he says dead jim does that count because it's so early i, I think that any time that mccoy pronounces a person dead we should just win that no i so think the, i the, am totally on board i think the key here is not the first pronoun it is that he says dead comma jim jim is important there. okay so um, it, it it counts i yeah. think that so again i will re-emphasize that any time but we don't the agree parody, but we don't agree on writing that. a parody episode um we would say he's dead jim or you know in this you know if it was something yeah, along those lines yeah, but it's yeah. dead they're dead but the thing is he pronounces someone dead that's all the, the time no it's not no that's not the point die. the point is the he's dead jim yeah it's uh, that whole thing. i totally that's the trope thing. and in this case well, that, that matches so we're good I There's think two of us, the so. trope All right. is this that time it pronounces counts. them dead. Nope, it's not. But anyway, we're moving on. The next clarification. This is totally space powers, right? Like, we're just oh, going yeah. with space powers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. space powers. Totally. I figured as much. Yeah, All they right, don't even so... try to explain these space powers. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like space powers. Which, to its credit, I, I mean, I give credit to that. Like, they didn't dwell on it and say it's like this planet has weird radiation or something. They're just right. like, I don't no, know it's just works. this creature. It's like it's a creature. You know? It's just space, space powers. powers. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, so I'm a little sad because there were several that weren't on our sheet this time. So like, there's there's a bunch in this episode. There are. Um, did you guys think we got bingo or not? No, now that you said that. Yeah, given your attitude. <laughs> I did I did kind of give myself away there. I, I got ahead of myself. I got excited and I got ahead of myself. Uh, we're one away again. <laughs> what was the one? We're always so close. We need Klingons or ring on um or Romulans. <laughs> Klingons or Ringons. Yeah, Klingons or Ringons. Klingons or Romulans causing some trouble. We would have had bingo. Um so there's a bunch in this episode. We did have a couple that weren't on the sheet this time. So there was a captain's log, red shirt dies. Um, a bunch of red shirts. Yeah, um, oh, ancient, yeah. and then ancient. Her, even if they aren't wearing red shirts, we decided earlier yeah. that if they're like a character that shows up once and they die, I think I disagree with that. But yeah, yeah but trying to figure out the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the colors still. Um, yeah, so they're red shirt dies and ancient Earth history is referenced. So those three exist, but they weren't on the sheet. Um, on the sheet, we had the phasers were unstunned. Spock says illogical and fascinating this episode. Space powers, um, uh, he's dead Jim, uh, recurring actor. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, shall we decide what we were watching yeah. next time? By decide, I mean draw out of my zip It's getting... Shh, it's a hat, and I more can empty. see that it's a real hat. Getting more empty. Yeah, if we could draw yeah. another season one, guys, I just don't even know anymore. I know. I mean, we... I'm not cheating, I swear. No, I know. There's still season one episodes <laughs> left. 
All right, but we are not staying in season one. We are going back to season three. Oh, good. And we are going to Day of the Dove. Both humans and Klingons have been lured to a planet by a formless entity that feeds on hatred. Oh, yeah. And is set about to fashion themselves in a per- into a permanent food supply for itself. I don't know that I remember this Yeah, one. it's one of those. They fight the Klingons. Three. Yeah. There's Klingons, so that's always fun. Klingons are a good time. So yeah, I guess that'll be next time when maybe we'll actually remember it and it'll ring some bells later. Oh yeah, this is a very Um, weird one. Anyway. (laughs) Well, it's season three. What are you going to do? Okay, lovely listener folks. Um, Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 3WMOP, Batbeam3, figure it out. We trust you. Um, You can email us if you would like info at 3WBeamUp.com. Um, and next time we're going to be watching Day of the Dove, so come back. Bye.